Hello out there, you old gods and new. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that watches the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, let me explain there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, a man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing there, bud? Oh, I'm doing as good as a king, uh, uh, one of the many types of king. Oh, we go through so many types in king. Yes, we just watched. Uh, There's so many more types of king than there are sex. I know, surprising. You'd <laughs> think sex would outright, considering that everyone's doing that and not everyone is kinging. But mm-hmm. still, I don't know, whatever, we'll figure it out. Uh, we just watched season two, episode six, The Old Gods and the New. Uh, this is the one where Daenerys gets her dragons pinched. And uh, there's a whole kerfuffle with, uh, you know, Joffrey and the other royal procession. And, uh... Yeah, some stuff happens. Elliot Janil, what just uh, what just happened? A lot of other stuff. A there. lot of other stuff. This is a very full episode. I gotta say, this is a really good one as well. Yeah. The one without like a big moment that I can easily point to and say, oh, it's this episode. It was just really just well shot, well edited. We were talking before about how much it chopped and changed in the last episode. Whereas this one, you move from, to, from character to character. I just feel like we spent longer with each individual one for each segment. Yeah, the pacing of it in that regard made a lot more sense to me where they broke up the Jon Snow story into like uh, more like three or four different yeah. segments. I think three and it was like a beginning, middle and end and yeah. it was just a lot more digestible, I guess. Yeah, well, it made sense for that one to break it up mm. a bit because otherwise it would have just been, you know, nonstop him and Aloy walking. Um, and then some of the other ones that did get two segments, you know, it was like done at the start and then done at the end. It's like, I, I really appreciated the flow of this episode a lot better. And yeah, quite frankly, this might make my top 10 episodes. Like, Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, it's one that I feel like if I looked up a top 10 episode, this wouldn't be ranked on it, but it's just a really solid, well done, every part works really well episode. Yeah. And there's a great kind of sense of tension through it. Uh, but to speak to the better parts of this episode, what was your MVP? Oh, shit. I did not think about this. Um, fuck, so, ma- so much of it was good. Yeah. I, uh, I can go first if you want yeah, to think please. about it for a little bit. Um, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I already had an idea, and now I'm like, well, should I? Because there's a lot of good bits. I'm going to throw a minor MVP to... Uh, Allbrand Stark because mm. he's got this bit at the beginning where we'll get into it a little bit more actually no fuck it we'll get into it now pew 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 Woo. Uh, so the whole thing starts off with uh, Carl Barron being chased through the halls and he manages to get a message off via Raven we find out Theon has taken over the castle he walks in and sits down on Allbrand's bed and is like Good morning. I've taken your castle. He's like, what? Uh, what's mm. hi thing? What? Why are you here? What? He's very confused. It's like, yeah, this it's it's you, you just woke up, guys. Come on. Mm. Uh, and then there's all like, well, where's Hodor? Like, Dude, I just woke up. We've been through <laughs> this. I don't know. Why would I know? But even he, I think he's playing up his age a little bit. You know, Theon's like, I've taken your castle. Why? <laughs> Why'd you do that, Theon? Huh? Why? <laughs> Yeah, and then has a really good kind of heart moment at the end when Theon's leaving. He goes, did you hate us all the whole time? It's like, oh, oh, he can dig that in. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then the bit where Theon's declare, uh, you know, you need to go out and declare to everybody that you, you, you what's the word he used? Um, secede? No. Yeah, uh, surrender. Surrender? Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's something like that. But yeah, give up the uh, Winterfell to Theon. Call me Prince Theon. He's been such a too complete tool bag douche in this one. I hate Theon so much. It's so amazing. Like, it's not really a character I actually thought that much about before, but now it's like, with the context, it's like, ooh, your comeuppance. Also, it was yield. That was the word I was trying to think of. Yield. Yield. Like, what giveaway signs are in the US. Like what that Pearl Jam album is called. Good Um, album. Underrated. Yeah. 
Uh, oh yeah, so um, you know, Theon's all prancing about. Oh, I'm in charge now, and then some guys are like, "Ah, fuck you, Theon." He's like, mm. uh, "Put him in the cell." And guy who looks like a bass player from an '80s band is like, "You can't let him just put him in a cell. You have to punish him and show you're strong." And Theon's like, "Ah, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know taking over a castle would mean killing people." Mm. But no, I think it's a little more complicated. He obviously knows this guy, and it's you know now he has to kill someone he knows. Um, and then Bran just starts pleading, like, no, you said no one would get hurt if I yielded. Why Stop. And it's it's good. It's a good little bit of acting from him. No, oh, and even makes to Carl Barron as well, just, if I may. Yeah, so, <laughs> and like stop? Yeah, and Theon, like, he sucks at sucking as well. Being, uh, like, he is so inept, and he's obviously being played against by, yeah, all these forces. And then, yeah, even when it comes time to execute the guy with the best mutton chops in the world <laughs> tied up in the most ridiculous way possible mm-hmm. <laughs> like dude just let those mutton chops free flow they you've earned them don't like... tie them up maybe like because sometimes i tie up my beard when i'm eating mm-hmm. soup or something so maybe it's something like that maybe came back from a meal anyway where's my point oh here it is yeah that even the execution itself was incredibly sloppy yeah and i i appreciate that because he goes for the swing and it doesn't go through all the way through on the first hit which to be fair happened a lot in a year old executions mm. you'd have to get a few good swings and uh it was it was messy <laughs> so but I, and just yeah so it's all like just below screen you just get spurts of blood and then theon has to like kick the rest of his head off it's like oh man you botched this so bad yeah and that they do it while focusing on his face which does look like yeah he's exhausted and he's just desperate to get this over with because yeah the part of him that really did not want to do this so i didn't know blood came from people ah, <laughs> ah no um now that i talk about it more i think i'm just gonna throw my mvp to that bit because it was right at the beginning of the episode and i kind of forgot about it a little bit there's mm. a lot of other parts i want to praise but yeah that was everything it needed to be you felt you know even though theon's being a total douchebag you do genuinely feel that he's in over his head already and he's only just done this. And especially that's why he's being so pompous because he's like terrified that people are going to realize he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. And uh, just, yeah, Bran is, you know, shook to his core of, I did what I thought was right and people are dying now. And yeah, it's, it's bleak and brilliant. Very good. Very good moment. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely giving way more satisfaction at the end when, um, oh shit, we got her name in this episode and everything and I've already fucking lost it. No, no, uh, no, uh, the wildling, the woman that seduces the Oh, uh, no, that I missed. <laughs> oh, right. Look, we got, because I, I know I've been saying Aloy slash Ingrid Rod the entire time. It is actually Egret. Egret. How, yeah, however, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, also, we finally find out Una Kaplan's, Chaplin's name, which is uh, um, Talisa. Talisa, yeah. Yeah, Talisa Mygear. And it's like, oh, finally. <laughs> it took like five episodes. <laughs> well, again, when you're watching it backwards, they don't feel the na- need to say their names at the I, end. No, you know? no, I completely get that. But, you know, just uh, the fact that I also had no idea from the forward watch, like, what the fuck was her name? <laughs> Talisa is that character's name. Anyway. <laughs> yep, now we know. Uh, yeah, have you got an MVP yet? Or... I want to throw it again to Tywin and Arya. This yeah. was, like, again, a nice change of pace with the episode where there was a lot of tension, and I think we'll mm. have a lot to talk about, especially in violence. Yeah, oh but, yeah. Yeah, this one, especially coming after such big scenes, you know, was a refreshing change of pace, and they had their own tensions going on. Mm. You know, the first one with uh, Baelish being a presence where, like, I got from this scene that Tywin doesn't know that's Arya Stark. Oh, no, he has no idea. Ah. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I only just got that this time. I thought um, my presumption was that he knew she was Arya Stark, but he had something over her and, mm. like, 
That's why nope. she was captive. Nope. For reasons you'll eventually find out, she's just posing as just a commoner who's, you know, her, his cupbearer. Mm. And uh, then when, you know, Littlefinger walks in and starts little little fingering all over the place, mm. uh, she's like, oh shit, he knows who I am. And he's kind of doing this sort of trying to keep her face away from him. And fortunately, Littlefinger is not paying attention to the staff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good bit. It's very tense because... Especially on the forward watch, it would not be out of the realms of possibility for him to notice her and her to then become prisoner. Yeah. Uh, so this really had a great bit of tension. And then later on, she steals that letter um, and then is going through and bumps into that guy who can't read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's all like, oh, let's go ask Tywin what's really going on. And she runs away and tries to find the dude to go murder him. And it's a good bit. Yeah. So in this bit as well, he was like, oh, this is a second name. So is he a genie that kills? I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what I got from it. Because, is yeah, the murder third- genie. Yeah, because the third time she asked for him, and yeah, this is he mentions this is the second time. It's like, yeah, the dude is a murder genie. <laughs> what lamp did she rub for this guy? <laughs> a knife. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't knife lamp. Um, but yeah, well, that was um, going to be my MVP until I remember that beginning part because it's not just one scene. It's you know there's several scenes and there's all different t- kinds of tension running through it. The mm. whole Baelish bit and the whole. Uh, you know, how is she going to resolve this conflict now this guy is going to expose her? And yeah, it, it works really, really well. But yeah, just the conversations between her and Tywin as well and just sort of the simple thing of asking, did you know your dad? And yeah. like, and he soliloquy, que- soliloquy, soliloquizes yeah. for a little bit. And, you know, we criticised the whole bold and the beautiful shot, you know, the person in the foreground talking away from the other mm. character. But, you know, this is a power play as yeah, well. Exactly. There's, there's reason for this. He just takes his comfy chair and it's just going on in old Tywin Lannister style. <laughs> and he doesn't need to look at this commoner. They either hear him or they don't. Yeah. yeah. I've given you the basic story. Now I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> Get me more firewood. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, but I, I even like it in that it's like he just goes, I'm cold. And she has to be the one like... You need firewood. Okay, I get you. Yeah, not being like, uh, I'm Arya Cold. How you doing? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, not going to dad joke away out of this one. <laughs> um, but even, like, I love the look that Arya has in the first scene where um, Tywin, you know, tiring of this council of idiots and just mm-hmm. goes, maybe you should devise the next battle plan. And just the smile she gets, it's really good. Yeah, that genuine, like, okay, I hate this guy, but oh, he wants me to do a bat. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Even as that book is, like, clearly half her weight as well. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, I just, I just liked everything about this scene. The dialogue, the staging, mm. the writing, all good stuff. Absolutely. Well, we'll move on then to nudity! Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a good bit at the end, but oh, boy. That's the bit I was going to focus on, because we get a little assaulty nudity, and we don't. I'm not going to count that. That's not fun nudity. That's no. Not, that's what we're, not what we're here to discuss. No. No. So, but more about the fun nudity. Yeah, exactly. So, did you get a name? Because I didn't. Okay. I'll look it up. The it's only adult. <laughs> the uh, only adult goes up to Theon and is all like, oh, I can help you in other ways. And he's like, don't. Like, we went through this before. You all, like, put a spear in my hand. And then I know you're going to murder me with it. So, what yeah. else can you do? He's like, well, the wild thing people, we know things. And he's like, uh, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, and call me okay. Prince, motherfucker. It's <laughs> like, oh, my God, you fucking idiot. Tits. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> God. So yeah, she has this whole, um, I was brought in as a captive, give me my freedom, and you get this for a night, bounce, kabow, wow. Yeah, it's a good, I really like this character, I do need to know her name. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, in finding it out, uh, this episode won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Makeup for a Single Camera Series, Uh, parentheses, non-prosthetic. Okay, okay. (laughs) That must have been a daytime Emmy. Emmy. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Where are we, Winterfell? Um, Yep. 
Uh, okay, he just Osha. Osha. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Like or Osha, maybe like Osha Ginsburg. I'm gonna get, yeah, I'm gonna go with Osha, like Ocean, only not. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good scene. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it, other than this feels like Theon's like, I am the prince now, and this is my prize, and he doesn't realize he's being played. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and even down to the after she like slinks out like a cat into the night, and mm-hmm. his whole like um having a little chew on his own snore, you know, that move. They're like, is he awake? Yeah, no, no. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, her seduction of the other guy and then just, like, oh, man. Yeah, people need to realise in this show that uh, no one is into you. Like, no stranger (laughs) is just into you for shits and gigs. They're all going to murder you. Because, yeah, guard catches her. He's like, what are you doing out here? Oh, my what? And she's all like, oh, I've gone to do the rounds to keep all the men warm. Kissy, kissy, slash. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, you know, it's why we, you know, uh, developed the nudity question as the way we did, is, you mm-hmm. know, for these fun moments like this. And yeah, the the famous sex position that uh, Game of Thrones has. Yeah. Uh, we do not include the other parts, so we'll be skipping over them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was bleak. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, well, that's all we got from that. I do want to throw, just, just to continue the point, it's not nudity, but it's... Uh, Close enough. So John's with uh, Ingrid. Got to get these names right now. Egret. Egret. Like grit that you send on the internet. It's not that I dislike the name. I dislike having to get it right. Yeah. (laughs) That's not what... Well, I kind of felt the same with Aloy and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like, just call it fucking Alloy. You know that's what you're doing there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We all get... We can see what you're doing. Uh, But no, see, this is the start of him having her as his captive. And just the the end... I'll skip to the end because pew, pew, pew. Uh, when, you know, she's like, oh, we'll stay warmer during the night if we huddle together. And he's like, all right, fine. And he got kind of spoons her and she's like doing little butt wiggles. He's like, stop it. Like, oh, was that doing something? Just getting comfortable. Stop it. I felt you move again. Or was I? <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that time. Yeah, uh, mm. I, her whole playful personality thing is so much fun from, from the word go. I'm assuming this is a her introduction episode. Yeah, it has to be. The whole, you know, masked stranger getting away thing and pull back. <gasps> a woman? woman. Who would have <laughs> I can't kill her. She's a redhead. They're very rare. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, and especially because we'd already gotten the execution scene, you know, it wouldn't mm. be odd for this episode yeah. to do it again. I think that was kind of warming to us. Like, here's another yeah. execution scene. Remember that? My, I have two problems, however, with this scene. So all the crows attack these wildling guys and they, you know, and the main guy, the half hand, whatever he's called, yep. is all like about to execute. And he's, John's like, no, no, I'll do it. He's like, oh, okay, well, we'll leave you alone to do that. We'll catch up, catch up with us in a bit. It's like, you just, you just stab a dude. Like, yeah, that's it. Like I don't know why you're leaving him to it. That seems unnecessary. Yeah, and especially like it's getting cold. It's getting late. You uh, yeah. like stick don't, together. Don't lose track of your people right before nightfall. And also, how long does it take to stab a person? But obviously, this being John, he does, he can't kill her. Which you know, but it's just weird that that's why they got separated. Yeah, like better surely. Like if he was about to do it, hesitated, she ran away, and he's all like, "You said you were going to do it. Oh, you have to run after her now." Yeah, but even then, that wouldn't been wouldn't have make sense because they can't risk her escape. I don't know. It's not great. Um, my other problem is he does the whole fake out swings. He does a big sword swing and just strikes the rock, and that is a real good way to dent his sword. <sighs> so, come on, man, John Snow. Do you know nothing about sword maintenance? He knows nothing. John Snow. Yeah, but yeah. Also, like who for who was that swing for? Yeah. <laughs> other than the audience. Mm. Like yeah, pointless. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. 
Yeah, it's probably like the weaker part of the episode for me, maybe besides the Denarius stuff, but mm-hmm. we'll get there in a moment especially because I realised I forgot to bring my water bottle down. And You uh, are parched. Yes, uh, we've already done one Simpsons Index today. We've yeah. done already a lot of talking. <laughs> yep, all right. You go off. I will see how long I can vamp before I get bored. Uh, what do we talk about in these sections without Elliot? Because it's kind of technically the crux of this show is the person who hasn't seen it. Um, so. That wizard came from the moon. 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 That wizard came from the base. That wizard came from the base. That wizard came from the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. Yeah, I think I think I'll just have to in that moment throw to a different clip of something. <laughs> It'll be fun. Technical difficulties, please yeah. stand by. Editing me, find something amusing to put in there. <clears throat> and we are back. And I am moist. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> So, yeah, where the hell were we? We just did nudity and we did a bit of uh, Jon Snow and Aloy grinding. Mm-hmm, which brings us to violence. Oh boy, this, like, again, for one episode that didn't have a sort of central thing, God, there were a lot of violent moments peppered throughout. Oh my, yes. Uh, we already talked about, you know, Theon paying the iron price to chop this dude's head off. Mm. I think our next big moment, of, I mean, and then the wildlings getting caught the violence here is more action rather than violence in that scene like yeah it's all about overthrowing it's not about the horrors of what's going on mm. and yeah along with the aloy scene as well there are a couple of chase scenes in this episode which um yeah i don't know how i liked the john chasing aloy bit i thought it was just a bit pardon the pun cold yeah it was yeah i guess Nah, I got nothing for it. it just, yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, I do like that he eventually does catch up to her by sliding down a hill and tripping her that way. That was yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the rest of it, it, it was just there, but that's fine. Pretty much. But yeah, in an episode where there were a lot of violent moments, that just sort of stood out for the wrong reasons to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's, I guess, go to the peak of that violent moment. So the whole royal family is there to see Masana? Masala, I can't remember. That girl who dies later. Uh, off to, you know, Dawn... Uh, which, again, I think might be a different actor. No, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> Except that I did, and it was a different actor. Renegade Research! Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't look the same, but also, to be fair, like that was like five seasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, so that or season ju- five, I should say. That could have just been years, but it didn't quite look like the same person. But, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, and then Seesaw has the good line of, like, I to Tyrion, who's just all like, you know, I hope you love someone one day. Someone that you love so much, you see their face when you close their eyes. I want you to really, truly love them before I take them from you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's that's hardcore there, Cecil. So I'm guessing Tyrion was somewhat responsible for her. Yeah, from memory, he, like, brokered peace with Dawn by offering this marriage and mm. sending the Masala, or Masana, Tikka Masala off. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Yep. <laughs> All right, but then on the walk back to the... Her daughter, Masala. <laughs> what a wonderful grace. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the hound's face. <laughs> uh, who, I must say, we we rag on Tyrion Scar. I swear the hound's makeup is different in this season. It's, it's like, kind of lumpier. Yeah, I 
because that was something that I was looking out for with my criticisms of Tyrion Scar mm. over the years, and I always sort of thought that the Hound was fairly consistent. But yeah, I agree. This season, like, I don't know if it's inconsistent with what we see later or if it's inconsistent with these episodes, but it is standing out a lot more yeah, to me right now. My guess is, much like Samwise's teeth, they knew, oh wait, this guy's going to be a bigger part of the th- seasons going further. We don't want to be super gross on the close-ups. Mm. Uh, so let's just maybe tone that damage down a little bit. Here's yeah. my guess. Um, who knows? Uh, his teeth are also, but they're consistently fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay, because he needs to be rugged, whereas Sam needs to be adorable. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're walking through the streets, and someone the, the people start yelling at Joffrey, and someone throws a cow pie at him, and then all just, all fuckery breaks loose. I'm all, almost disappointed to find out that it was a pie. I thought it was a ball of manure. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. Cow pie. Oh. You've never heard that term before? No. Okay. Yeah, cow pat, cow pie. I've heard of cow pat. Yeah. Maybe because that's pat the, the old pie. joke, you know, uh, what do you get if you sit under a cow, a pat on the head? <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> no, no, it was shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> just to be fully clear. All right. I like it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, yeah, just everything. They they maul one of that, the dude holding the scepter, reading a prayer as Masala sailed off and just rip him apart. And it's like, wow. Like literally, you yeah. see an arm come up and it's... They're like, yeah, we got an arm. It's like, oh, these people got hardcore. Jeez. And then guards are stabbing people and people are smashing guards with rocks. And oh my gosh, it's chaos. And yeah, yeah. Um, execute them all. And then, yeah, the way that Tyrion reprimands him afterwards is just, man, fucking intense acting. Yeah, Tyrion and Joffrey just get safe for a minute. And Tyrion just has a moment of, oh, we've had vicious kings and we've had idiot kings. We've never been burdened with a vicious idiot king. And Tyrion... Mm. Joffrey's like, you can't talk to me like that. I'm, I'm king. He's like, oh, really? He slaps him. He goes, well, you slapped a king. Did my hand fall off? So, like, damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love when Tyrion's so confident like this. And um, fucking hell, Dinklage. Like, mm. he's, like he, it's just because he didn't get enough airtime in this episode to not call him MVP, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, but this he, was a good scene. This was a very quotable moment as well, as you know. Yeah, and so unfortunately as well, we saw what Sansa was dreaming about. Yeah, she gets chased down a corridor by a bunch of dudes who uh, pin her to the ground and tear at her skirt. Unfortunately, that's as far as they get before mm. the Hound comes up and just wrecks the shit out of them. Man, just, yeah, three unique deaths for them as well. Fucking did the old sword through the back of their head for one, just mm-hmm. a clean... Throat Please. slip, but the then, first one, the classic oh. Michael Myers-esque kind of pick a guy up by the throat, but that's not what kills him. No. Nope. He just disembowels the dude, and you just watch it all drop out. It's like, wow, why the other two didn't just die of fright at that point? <laughs> yeah. Well, the East, I saw he left one dude cowering in the corner as well. Oh, and nice. Yeah, uh, it was that. I was like, ooh, what's he going to do to this one? It's like, ooh, it's even worse that he left him. Yeah, because I thought there were four. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, let the word spread that Hound will just fuck you <laughs> yeah. up. It's like, yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, Without yeah. even saying it, he said, go tell other people what you just saw. <laughs> mm. Man, it's, it's like this scene goes on for maybe like, the whole thing, the whole riot, maybe a good five minutes, and it's an intense five minutes. Yeah, well, it's so frantic as well, and this mm-hmm. is where, you know, choppy editing really is effective. And Oh, yeah, this is the good choppy, yeah. Yeah, you're doing a chaotic scene, you know, you're not trying to smooth over someone's lack of sword skills or something mm. for a fight scene yeah you're using the quick cuts to go with the yeah, chaos to be that effect of someone's head whipping around and just looking at one thing for to another and not sure where they're supposed to run next and yeah it's it's great yeah oh uh, and even Tyrion's like seeing that something's coming he's like hmm why are people praising joffrey get the young prince out of here they're doing it very <laughs> sarcastically and that guy over there looks at yeah everyone uh hide yeah 
Yeah, intense stuff. I mean, fortunately, only one dude got literally rendered limb from limb. Yeah. Poor dude. Yeah, brutal. But, mm-hmm. you know, good. <laughs> yeah. Brutal, but good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, effective. That's, that's what we want. We want mm. that moment of, <laughs> I feel scared. Yeah. And, yep, still some more violence to get through. This question yeah, yeah. is not done. No, what's the next bit? Um, uh, I got a V next to the Rob scene. Uh, another chase, stealth plus one. Oh, this is uh, the Arya scene. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, she totally assassins Creed's behind a wall. And, mm-hmm. you know, she just happened to have the brown cloak on. So she really blended in there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just Rob's scene is just a bit of flirting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I wrote down Rob because Arya's note that has Rob Stark written in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, right. Rob has two Bs. This is weird. This is like those two T. Elliot motherfuckers. <laughs> you don't need to emphasize. Anyway, yeah, Vendetta right. against El- Elliot's with two Ts is just. You mean Elliot's? <laughs> so, anyway, the letter to Robabub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the violent part was. The extra B is for bargain. <laughs> bargain Rob. Mm hmm. Yeah, the actual violent moment, which was even a scene of non-violence where that guard is going to tell uh, Tywin and then, yeah, opens the doors and plap, (laughs) collapse. Dart to the neck, which is that dart we saw in the next one. So there we go. Mm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that as a bit of, yeah, violent comedy from the episode. Yep. Just makes you wonder, did that guy shoot him and then he got to the door? Did he get to the door and, just, and it just works that fast? Yeah. I don't know. But even then, the dude has some good lines. Like, a man, a girl cannot tell a man when a thing must be done. It will be done when it is done. It's yeah. like, stop being a galaxy brain idiot and murder the dude. <laughs> and he does. And he does. So yeah. good for the dude. Yeah, gr- good bit of violence in there. And my other two notes are the last two scenes of the movie, which is the Scooby Gang origins where uh, Osha is that what her name was again yeah yeah slits the neck and then the last one is in the Daenerys scene but that's more of a violence that had already happened yeah where she's walking through uh, so let's just go to the top of this and we were talking about kings before because we first find out about the Spice King you and yeah. I both laughed <laughs> and I wrote down Colonel Sanders is in this? <laughs> Eleven Herbs and Spices, is that it? He's the Herb and Spice King. Yeah, he, it's true. You know, once the role was vacated from Spice King, you know, that's when the Colonel took over. He was all set to invade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be. This kingdom's for the taking. Yeah, sailing across the narrow sea in buckets. <laughs> An army of chickens at his command. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of how to go from taking the piss out of that to actually talking about this scene. Well, yeah, um... I know when we meet the Spice King, I gotta admit, he's he's a he's like a less awesome Varus. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's just this big opulent dude who's like, Oh, I'm so sorry I was late to our meeting, but I had such dreadful dreams I could not sleep until the morning. It's funny, you know, my perception of him from the last episode being a Shakespearean bureaucrat is mm-hmm. just so on point for oh, this yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because like the way he talks is so florid and uh he just yeah, has an understanding of the situation. and Yeah, like, I mean, I really like the point he's making because Daenerys is all like, if you give me your ships, I will repay you in th- uh, threefold. And he's like, look, I don't doubt that you honestly mean that and I don't doubt that you believe you can do it. However, in terms of an investment, you're talking about when you retake an entire country. Yeah. And uh, has a good point of like, well, do you have an army? No. Powerful allies. Uh, do you have a plan? And she's like, <laughs> the people will rise up. He's like, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He's making a lot of sense here. And oh, yeah. This is he's, our problem with the Daenerys story. He's an overly <laughs> Shakespearean uh, dramatic dude, but he is 100% right in this scene. It's like, yeah, yeah, you've got ambition, but nothing else backing it up. And to be entirely fair, I feel like at this point we are meant to kind of see Daenerys as an overly ambitious young woman. Like, in the, Again, in the book, she's like 14 or something. Mm. 
So she's meant to be a little bit childish in the sense that, you know, where are my dragons and all that kind of thing. <laughs> um, it just comes off as a little bit stupid. But, you know, I like the angle they play. Also, I like the kind of, I don't know how to even how to explain it, kind of like a mesh armor thing she's wearing. It's very cool. Yeah, like, I've pointed out in the past that Daenerys is kind of weirdly dressed for the, you know, quote-unquote period of this show, mm-hmm. which is meant to be, you know, vague, like, Middle-earth uh, fucking yeah, they, thousands of years ago. medieval ages something, yeah. you know. But she's always sort of had, like, the, you know, the more booby dresses or the exposed mm-hmm. cleavage holes and things like that, and it's just, that is not the, that sort of style. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one was totally, yeah, it looked, yeah, elegant and battle-ready. Yeah, I mean, you definitely couldn't battle in this thing. There's far too many holes. You could easily stab through it, especially right near the heart. True. But it looked cool. It's, it's you know, fashion armor. And just while we're in Fashion Corner... Wink. wink. Um, <laughs> Baelish as well, wearing that fucking combination <laughs> toga cape. Yeah, like, it was like a cape, but across his front. And yeah. Like, Dude, did you put that on wrong? <laughs> or do you not know how capes work? No, he just found a bedsheet and a curtain ring and put them together. And, you know, he's Baelish, so he's got some sort of... Yeah. Nobility, so everyone is like, yeah, sure, looks great, dude. Yeah, because almost every other time you see him, he's in like very straight fitted, kind of jackety kind of things. But uh, here he's like. Yeah, often it's like, yeah, a, like the turtleneck of the yeah. day, <laughs> those sort of coats, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I just like to think that maybe he was like, you know what, maybe I'm a cape guy. I mean, how do you know? I guess you don't know until you try, and That's then you it. go out and try being a cape guy. It's just, got- yeah. Even in a go this episode. I mean, I've recently picked up some, uh, some like, little, neat little ring things, uh, because I'm like, hey, maybe I'm a ring guy. <laughs> uh, so I'm just giving it a crack. And, you know, I was like, support local uh, artists and, yep. you know, jewelers and stuff. So it was this little uh, market down in Manly. I'm like, yeah, we'll give this a crack. Nice. I am not wearing them now. I obviously. was just about <laughs> to say, your invisible ring is looking quite good. Mm, <laughs> indeed, it always does. Yeah, because I never know when to wear them. But <laughs> outside of that, uh, you gotta you just try new things sometimes. True. Um, and look, I, ho- I hope the, uh, we do see more of the Spice King because as He's fun. silly as his uh, rants are, I do enjoy this fucking thesaurus dialogue. Yeah. No, I do really like that he's, you know, flamboyant, but he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like he's obviously, he comes across as a guy who has all this flamboyance because he's built up the wealth to have it, but has done so through smart decisions. Yeah, that's it. He, he wasn't born into it. It's not his birthright. He earned it. And yeah. He knows what he's doing, and that's why he can be sort of grandiose and all this kind of stuff. And when he rocks up, you know, Daenerys has some kind of... I can't remember what she says, but he says, Oh, talent for drama, this one. <laughs> it's like, you, you're fun, Spice King. You have a stupid name. Not as bad as Lord of Bones. No. But uh, <laughs> if you're Lord of Spice, I might laugh at you a little bit higher. But, I mean, to be fair, both of them very much earn that title with their personalities. Yeah, Lord of Bones and, you know, oh, uh, the Spice. King. King. Yes. You can yeah. tell he says it with a very soft P, the Spice King. <laughs> yeah. uh, we like to find out there's also a Silk King and a Copper King, so I'm guessing it's just the people who are like the best at this particular yeah. you know, uh, trade or whatever. Copper King, also a pretty good tongue twister. Copper if you, King. Yeah, if you do it like practice your triplets with it, Copper King, Copper King, Copper King, Copper oh, King. Yeah. So yeah, I'm wrenching her armor is dope. Um, I think I'm just going to run through notes now. Run through notes time. Yep. Um... Okay, there's a great bit where John is walking with the crows and the half-hand guy is talking to him and he's uh, got a bit that he says, uh, we're cursed to fight until your heart is done pumping. Mm. And it's a good little bit. It's like, do you understand what I'm saying? We'll die up here and you'll be protecting a land that will never understand you and that's our duty. And Do you understand now? And John's like, yeah, I do. He's like, we were a fucking idiot. That was all just words <laughs> and bullshit just to meant to make us feel better. It's just yeah. the way it is, but nah. 
don't believe this stuff, dude. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> I, I like the turnaround. It was uh, surprising. And in this moment as well, he calls the group of people uh, blank fuckers. I didn't quite get the what they were fucking. Uh, I'm uh, sure it was I not... think he says goat fuckers. Yeah, more bestiality in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we have two moments of uh, like Simpsons Corner because there's a bit yes! where uh, Tywin is talking. Uh, no, Baelish is talking to Tywin and says, "Oh, you know, crisis and opportunity often the same thing." It's like I like crisisunity. <laughs> and then also later uh, when they're talking about when John's with Ingrid and see it did it again, Egret. <laughs> Uh, and then she's like, we need a fire to keep warm. It's like, no fires, yeah. no kickboxing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've said no fires at some point as well. I've got it, fire. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, that was Tyrion's solution, yeah. uh, you know, to the Blackwater. Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. Fire and plenty of it. <laughs> uh, that's your solution for everything. Talisa has a good line of, uh, you know, Rob's like, I can tell that you're a highborn woman. She's like, how do you know? I, what if I told you blah, blah, blah? And he's all like, nah. It's yeah. like, I, I thought I was an excellent liar. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, their little romance is cute. This is when the show becomes a rom-com for a moment and then even Catelyn Stark was like, my lady, my lady, or whatever. Yeah, I do like just the face acting of Catelyn Stark rocking up going, oh, you're into this lady, aren't you, Rob? <laughs> well, Rob's you can't. got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you can't, you know, because you're betrothed to what's-her-face. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my little boy has a crush. He's <laughs> like, Mom, jeez. Mm. Yeah, it's it's nice. And again, the fact that it's all just expression, I think is very good. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, it's a rom-com. It's like, he's the king of the North. She pretends to be someone she's not. <laughs> there. Yeah, royalty posing as a nurse. Yeah, I don't know. There's some kind of title for that, but I don't have it right now. Mm. Coming this summer, rated PG. <laughs> but yeah, when that part of the story turns more serious, fuck, it's weird. You know, seeing how this is set up with, yeah, because we're kind of on the Bolton side in this part of yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, I'm actually kind of loving how much I hate Ruse Bolton in this y backwatch. Yeah. Of him being, like, genuinely very good. And he's all like, you can't, because, you know, they get the message from the Raven about... Uh, yeah, Theon, Theon taking uh, Winterfell and Rob's like no we're going home and we're saving my brother he's like you can't we're winning here we have to keep winning tell you what I'll send my bastard there he'll love taking it over and you know bringing and cutting off Theon Greyjoy's head <laughs> turns out he didn't cut off that head mm. no uh, but yeah, it's a great bit. You're like, it's good for you, Bruce Bolton, you fucking bastard. <laughs> but I mean, even like he's objectively being good here and he still has the fucking insignia on his uh, chest piece of the fucking dude being flayed on an X. Yeah, that's still their insignia, but it's like, oh, that, well, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> uh, also, I have a small corrections index to make here. Oh. Uh, I called one of the previous episodes a murder of murders because we thought they were crows, but they're actually ravens. Oh, what's the collective they... now? For well, raven. I looked that up. Uh, I thought it was an unkindness. Wait, you looked something up? I know. Renegade! <laughs> pew, 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 <laughs> motherfuckers. Uh, but it turns out an unkindness is the one I knew of. But I also found out there's also a rave of ravens. That wizard came from... And then you just picture ravens with glow sticks, and it's fun. Sick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I will take that any day of the week. A rave of ravens. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, I had um, a, a bit of Theon uh, not only sucking at sucking, but also sucking at comedy as well. It's like... Oh, you know a lot of things like how to eat dirt. Uh, it's like get it. Oh, you'll get it later, stupid. Who are you doing this for, Theon? That the the one dude, the guard there, mm -hmm. he ain't giving you anything. Nah, he's, he 
barely even listening, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's just standing like, oh, what's going Oh, sorry. Was that a zinger? I, I was elsewhere. Oh, uh, woo, mm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I got to say that the actor playing Theon, I think, is doing a great job at, at sucking at life. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say, when we say he sucks, we're saying the character sucks. The actor is doing a great job. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's great to, you know, see his range as well because, yeah, he's so he was just. Yeah, traumatized PTSD, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he definitely has range, has yep. exhibited here. Uh, we get a quote from uh, Dan Brady, who's all like, I will retake my birthright with fire and blood. I shall take it. It's like, yep, you do that, all right. She sure does. Mm-hmm. And so she tells the story of her dream becoming like, so yeah. I, I kind of missed something here. Was she just explaining the dream of the going into fire with the eggs hatching, or did she say that happened as well? I know that happened as well. Okay. It's different to what she's saying, though, from my memory at least. So, you lying, Dan Brady? Because I think you're lying. Yeah, and it did make me think, oh, wow, they really didn't use her fireproofiness much. And I mean, how often does it come up? Well, you know, with I... the Spice King saying all the reasons her plan sucks is kind of the reason why I was saying her victory sucks later on. It's mm. just, it's ill thought out. She just kind of turns up and like, hey, join me. And... Like, almost her fireproofness could have been a party trick that they could have used. I, I mean, I guess I respect the show for showing restraint there, but... Yeah, um, I think, I will say, it's. I think it's good because you kind of forget it's a thing. Mm. Like, you remember the episode where she meets with all the Dothraki kings and just kicks over that furnace and they all burn down. Yeah. And she just T-1000s walks out of there. <laughs> um, it's and By this point, you kind of forgot she could do that because yeah. it's been so long since it came up. So, I don't know, I, I, I'm okay with it. I do agree that... You'd think you'd kind of show people every now and then, especially just for a party trick. It's like, look, I'm clearly special. Look at lighter up and be like, see? Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> We're all good here. Fireproof, baby. Yeah, that's it. Uh, sorry, this is good backing up a bit. I was just about to say, yeah, uh, she takes some sand and then puts her arm into a glory hole and pulls out a bit of glass sculpture. And now, for those that you don't know, that uh, a glory hole is a commonly ter- uh, is a thing that they use in glass blowing where they, you know, they put the sculptures in the glory hole, which is this big kiln sort of thing. Wait, it's actually called that? They're actually called that. It's like it's essentially a box with a circle mm-hmm. cut out of the front of it and, you know, doors. So that, yeah, you can get your glass tube heated to a... I've been watching a lot of Blown Away on Netflix. I know that. <laughs> I'm just really surprised that, you know... The glory hole that I know of from infamy uh, has its has its origins in glass blowing. I guess blowing is the similarity there. But still, I'm very surprised. A very knowledgeable person named that. Yeah, but it's just one of those things like, I don't know, if you're hearing someone talking about a story about a ship and all the semen on it, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, you, you have your moments of... <laughs> Giggling, yeah, yeah. Do they explain why it's called a glory hole in that? Uh, the glory I mean, of fire. I it's guess. just kind of what it looks like as well. It's a box with a, a circle cut out of it, with you know circular doors that you can open. You know, depending on how big your piece is that you want to get in and out of the glory hole. Bouncing about well. Yeah, and you know, glass blowing is a pretty glorious art. I guess. Blown yeah. away on Netflix. Pretty good show. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Um, let's see, what else have I got here? I had something lined up. Um, get a bit of Sansa and Shay, and Shay has a good quote of, don't trust anybody, life is safer that way. Mm. So, it's enough, but again, we kind of reiterate that a few times from between Sansa and Shay, and I do appreciate how just shook Sansa is like, this guy, like, 
purportedly hated me. Like, gen- I could see it in his eyes. He genuinely had hatred for me. It's like, oh, it's not you. It's what you are. He's like, what the fuck, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's sort of an interesting thing. It's like, I hate the king more than anyone. It's like, I wonder if you do. <laughs> like, because you're at least benefiting off this somewhat. But then, you know. Uh, yeah. You'll find out. Yes, she does. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. Mm. Things, well, things happen. You'll find out. Uh, yeah. Next, I've got crying dragons. Yeah, dragons just sound like they're crying. And I thought this was actually a pretty on-the-nose choice because the very last cry that you hear sounds like it was mixed in with a child as well. I definitely think they, from an audio standpoint, they've cried, uh, mixed in a crying child with, like, some kind of animal noise. They've balanced it reasonably well for the most part. But, yeah, the last one, the child part, definitely wins out a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, but then, then again, we spend a lot of time working on audio specifics and we kind of notice these things. Yeah, it, but it's just the thing where, I mean, I get the, you know, especially when you're in that audio hole, is like, how subtle is this actually? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it just tipped the seesaw a just bit a too far. a tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my very last note is, why is this called Old Gods and New? They huh. Gods don't come up at all in this episode. The Old Gods and New. Yeah. No reason. Like, no one mentions them. Huh. Yeah. Theon's story, John's story, Wildlings. Yeah. Oh. So, a uh, person who contacted me on Twitter about Oathbreaker, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to suggestion. I'm, very, I'm genuinely curious, but I do not remember gods coming up at all in this entire thing. So, so what was that in the end? Did we acknowledge that already? I think we did. It was that um, John had broken his oath by leaving the Night's Watch, I right. think. Uh, which, again, he makes the fair enough point of, I said I'd uh, serve until I died, and I died. So, bye. Oh, yeah, you did too. Yeah. Um, Technically, it doesn't. This episode didn't make a big enough point of that being the thing to call it that. Mm. Um, yeah, that was actually my other note for this episode. I'm actually about ready to see John do something a bit more interesting. It's mm. just been a fair few episodes of like, I mean, he's had some battle sequences and chases and whatever, yeah. but uh, I don't know, like just the running in the snow with the wildling stuff is just yeah. I'm ready for a big action sequence with him. Well, one of the crow guys mentioned that John had already killed a White Walker, so I guess that's somewhere in our in our future. Oh wow, we got more White Walkers coming. I mean, I guess I don't remember it, but um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other notes? No, that's it. All right. Well, if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, we must ask our final question: How did we get here? I'm wondering, because I'm reading... I uh, can't read my own handwriting here. Wait, mm-hmm. I'll just say, does this make sense? The next episode is apparently called The Ghost of Harren Hall? Yes. There's Har- a place called Harren Hall? Harren Hall. Harren Hall. Uh, you know all those dudes we saw hanging? Uh, where? Uh, in Harren Hall. <laughs> <laughs> where Tywin is now is Harren Hall, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm not certain. This episode or? Yeah. Dudes hanging. Where was that? Uh, last episode, there were hanging dudes. Oh, last episode, not this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's still in the same location. Yeah. Uh, so where the ghosts come in. Come to think of it, we didn't really find out who those people were that he was hanging in this episode. So, mm. yeah. Are you walking around them as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, episode after that episode. Yeah. She walks through the kind of post-violence area. Yep. Um, yeah, all right. Well, we'll start, we shall oh, find Oh, uh, there's going to be a spooky ghost. Yeah, um, uh, it's going to be a totally Scooby-Doo. Yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're going to find out it was Old Man Tywin all along. And they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling Scooby gang. Damn kids. <laughs> all right, well, until then, I've been BT Calloway. That's been LAJ O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch is ended.